welcome to this episode of Talking About Rock. I'm Rob Edwards. I hope everyone out there enjoyed their weekend. Last weekend, I was in Springville, New York for the 10th annual Rock and Roll Camp at Hogarosa Campgrounds. This event showcases lo local Buffalo bands in a weekend-long rock festival. Everyone had an amazing time, 17 bands, two days of great music and camping, and a bonfire with the bands at the end of the night. Mark this on your calendars for your next camping weekend, and this is a yearly event, and tickets usually sell out pretty quickly. Again, that's Hugarosa Campgrounds in Springville, New York. Next year will be Rock and Roll Camp Weekend 2023. So today's guest played a character known for frequent in the campgrounds also. He played the original uh, Jason Voorhees in the original Friday 13th movie. He's also a singer, musician, and seasoned recording artist. We are happy to have with us Ari Lehman from his first from his band First Jason. Hey, hey welcome to the show, Rob, man. How you doing, man? Great, dude. Talking how are you, man? Rock. That's what I like to hear. Talking about rock. Rock is is and metal in particular is going through such a good time right now. My gosh. Ozzy Osbourne coming out with new songs. I know. We and just talked to the folks from the Dire of the Madman podcast uh, the other day. Wow. About all the new Ozzy stuff, about the album and everything. And I think they're on a road trip right now to go hear the whole album and possibly meet the man himself. Wow, that's amazing. And Metallica just played here last night in Chicago at Lollapalooza. Awesome. I mean, and then you got them now with the Stranger Things, you know, so there's that horror. Look at that. Ozzy has that horror metal connection. And... Metallica always has had that. Kirk Hammett being a very big horror fan. He has a, a horror museum, in fact. Oh, really? In, in San Francisco. Yeah, he has a formidable collection. Um, now, of course, they're back on tour. So, you know, he was doing kind of um, horror metal event, too. So um, I don't know if they're doing that this year. But, uh, you know, we are blessed in that. You know, it's kind of like that seven degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. You know, of course, I I have a zero being in a movie with Kevin Bacon. But, but um, <laughs> right, you right. know, Ice Nine Kills um, has had the um, amazing, um, just just uh, such such the great um, um, warm heartedness and open heartedness as to have me sing on one of their songs. Spencer Charnis, the lead singer, sang on one of ours. So now there's that connection. We're going to get to open for Twisted and Ice Nine Kills next month. But the connection, of course, is that now Ice Nine Kills is going to open for Metallica. And uh, that's been in the works for quite some time. So, you know, it, it's actually going to be a very interesting bill. It's Metallica, Greta Van Fleet, and Ice Nine Kills. So, I mean, if you will, there's there's really that, that speaks so much about metal to me in the sense that you have um, I like to call Ice Nine Kills theatrical metal because the level of theatricality is beyond belief. Right. And, you know, people just love that. And, and you know, their their fans sing every lyric and the first four rows are sobbing the whole time. <laughs> it's like amazing. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, they'll be out here August, uh, uh, August, uh, August 11th, 27th. I think. August, well, yeah, August 27th, we're going to be at uh, 
we're going to be playing with them in in um, um, uh, Massachusetts. In fact, yeah. So that's that's coming up at Silver Screen Con. But okay, you've got cool. them in Buffalo on the 11th. You're saying? Yeah, Metallica's going to be here on the 11th with Greta Van Fleet, and the day before that, August 10th is the Stadium Tour show, obviously with Leopard, Poison, you know. Joe wow. and, and everybody the day before so there's like two shows back to back there that's good that's gonna, gonna, gonna be, be amazing yeah i don't know for sure if ice nine kills is on that one but uh, no i don't uh, think they are hey, no you know, but okay but, yeah but there's um but you know just the fact that you know metal is such a vast and wide audience punk metal all the way you know you've got theatrical metal like ice nine kills or you've got like think about like kiss all the way to bands like deicide or i or know there's, a, there's, a, there's such a huge outpouring of bands now but let's let's circle back let's let's talk with it's you incredible yeah let's talk about you a little bit so i got to catch your show at stamps in tonawanda a couple weeks back very cool show definitely so for folks who are totally aware you are the original boy in the lake Rising up out of the lake, grabbing Alice on her boat. I think that was uh, yeah. Adrian King, right? Correct. They they grabbed on there. So you were the original first Jason, but you actually started playing music at a very young age, right? Yes, that's true. I was already um, playing jazz piano at the time that I was on the set of Friday the 13th, kind of trying to decide whether I wanted to do acting or music. And uh, on the set of Friday the 13th, in fact, um, the, the crew and some of the actors learning that I was a musician um, very enthusiastically turned me on to Patti Smith and, and uh, the Sex Pistols and bands like Dead Kennedys. And, and I remember listening to Ramones and they would put them on an eight track tape in the van, actually in the pickup truck of the lighting guy Braden okay. yeah Braden Lutz and he would have a an eight track tape player man and we would listen to all that music because you know there was a lot of time in between in between you know my scene up right yeah and uh they were excited you know remember it was the summer of 1979 and it was shot in New Jersey so all of these um cast and crew were hired from the New York City area and it was a particularly hot summer and they wanted to get out of the city now they were hanging out with a kid I was the only kid at this summer camp um, and they were enjoying the weather and just being out of the hot city but you know they had just seen all these bands and they were all excited about them and uh, you know when they heard that I was a musician you know they wanted to share that with me and, and um, I benefited a, a lot from that. And you also you also had the All-State Award for Excellence in Jazz Piano, right? Well, that's true. And I appreciate that, that, that you did that research, man, very much. Yeah, at an early age, um, I began very fascinated with playing jazz piano. I had a, an amazing teacher who was uh, named Gay Mahegan. She was the wife of John Mahegan. John Mahegan is famous for teaching such greats as Herbie Hancock and, and um, Abdullah Ibrahim. And uh, he, he created, he was the Juilliard, he created the jazz program at Juilliard. 
So John Mahegan kind of created jazz theory, if you will. Right. Um, so studying with Gay Mahegan was an amazing thing for me. Then I went to New York City and I had several teachers there, including Jim McNeely, the great jazz pianist, Joanne Brackeen, the great jazz pianist. And, you know, the teacher that really kind of got me going was um, his name is Vladimir Shafranov and he's from from russia right and actually the movie moscow on the hudson is based on vladimir and his life because vladimir would listen to um the radio and he was able to transcribe oscar peterson now if you know oscar peterson this is one of the greatest piano players of all time and he could transcribe and play uh oscar peterson you know in his 20s so he's very famous came to america with nothing and, you know, now I think he owns a big restaurant in Manhattan. Last I checked, you know, anyway, he was a great teacher for me because he would take no bullshit. He was like, Ari, what is this chord you are playing? This chord is shit. Don't play this. <laughs> he, would, he was just, you know, like, it was it's just, Ari, stop this. Why? Why? No. <laughs> but when he liked what I was playing, which, you know, you know, he would, he would also show, show that by dancing around the room and stuff, but he, he was just um, a, a total inspiration and could play piano like nobody's business, every style. So then what happened was basically I was really into jazz. Okay. And then smooth jazz came out. You had Grover Washington, who was pretty good. And then, of course, you had Kenny G. And so since I had long hair and I'm a white guy, you know, I wanted to be in jazz. People would always associate me and say, oh, you want to do jazz like Kenny G? Right. But I was into like, you know, oh, man, you know, we were digging like, forget it, like um, Ronald Shannon Jackson and Ornette Coleman and like, you know, out jazz. And I had 36 Coltrane albums and, you know, Burn Nix and 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 Vernon Reed and people like that, Black Rock Coalition. I don't know if you know about Melvin Gibbs, who ended up in um, Rollins Band, the bass player from Rollins Band, the big guy. Um, that's who I was around. I worked at Tower Records, um, so I was absorbing all of that. Now, at the same time, I had a buddy who was the lead singer of a band called Reagan Youth. Now, Reagan Youth was an anarchistic, super left-wing punk band based out of the East Village. Well, you know, kind of, I think also the Bronx, but ultimately the East Village. And um, so Dave would take me to the shows at CBGB's and I would see Bad Brains. And, and you know, uh, I saw White Zombie with Rob Zombie and... and um, you know, Sean Yassault and like all these amazing um, um, players. And uh, I was totally blown away at that time because I was the little Connecticut jazz guy, you know. Right, right. Um, you know, so I was pretty much blown away, man. And uh, but all of that made a deep impression on me. Now, I continued by going into world music. World music became very popular in the 90s. Okay. I had the good fortune because I knew West African taxi drivers who were my friends 
They called me up one day, Ari, there is a audition. You must go right now. I will take you to this audition. Even my friend took me to this audition because a singer had come from Nigeria. And my friend Nelson gets out of it and he's, he knew him, they were 10 years, they knew each other, they hadn't seen each other in years, oh my God. So I sat down and I was playing some keyboard and, and they hired me. Um, so that's how I got in a band called Majek Fashek and the Prisoners of Conscience. Okay, man. Now, I don't know if you know about this, but they got signed by Interscope Records. And that's, you know, Jimmy Iovine. And the album that we did called Spirit of Love, which is on Spotify. It's a great world music album. It has a song that was very famous called Send Down the Rain. And um, Majek was seen kind of like the new Bob Marley meets Jimi Hendrix. It was like really cool. Um, but one thing led to another and, you know, um, um, you know, the whole world music scene kind of um, dissipated, grunge right. came in, different right. stuff came in. As a matter of fact, you too came into the studio while we were recording that album. It was produced by Little Steven, bro. Okay, Little nice. Steven from Bruce Springsteen, right, from right, the yep. Sopranos. You know? And I worked together with him day after day. I actually sat as we conceived each song and, and, and you know, I, I watched and he taught me a lot, especially about how to play certain things um, like to play rock and roll organ, like the B3 with the Leslie. Right. Um, little Steven taught me a lot about that. And you can hear that instrument in the scapegoat. So, you know, um, awesome. Yeah, we're definitely going to get to that that song for sure. Another thing I wanted to mention quick before we go there is um, in 2002, East Coast Horror Conventions contacted you and you started uh, doing the horror circuit and doing doing shows for that. How, how did that come about? Well, it's a perfect segue because that's about the same time that I'm talking about. Um, um, uh, what happened was. uh a fan contacted me one day and he said, hey, man, did you sign this photo of little Jason in the water? Now, I was all into the world of like, I literally went to West Africa. You know what I'm saying? I right. went to I, like in my mind, I was still, you know, doing still like, reggae had, music and yeah. World yeah. Music oh, yeah. And... Ari Ben Moses band. And I was doing all that. But, you know, thinking about different ideas and then boom, this guy's like well, I just paid 50 bucks for this autograph on eBay. And I was like, wait a second, I didn't sign that. So sure enough, it was a forgery. I did speak to the vendor. The vendor claimed it was a third party thing, returned some of the money to different parties, which was nice of them. But then it dawned on me, wow, there's a big market here. That's when I was invited by Fangoria Convention, um, which was Fangoria and Chiller Theater. That was held at the Meadowland. Now, me and one of the musicians from the reggae band went to the Meadowlands, and there were thousands and thousands of people there to meet me. Oh, my gosh. I remember my heart was just boom, boom, boom. And here was Tom Savini, and Kane Hodder was there. And that's where I had the great pleasure of meeting Betsy Palmer for the first time, which was a wonderful experience. And she just really was my, you know, mentor in a lot of ways. And... Um, but yeah, so what happened at that show, actually, 
is that I had some of my reggae CDs and some of the fans, you know, bought some the first day and they came back and was like, you know what, man, I don't usually listen to reggae, but that was pretty cool. Thank you for playing, you know, and, you know, because it was kind of a rock reggae. But then I thought, why don't I just hit them where they live? You know, obviously, you know, I, I love the irony and the drama inherent. Like if I go on stage, a kind of medium height guy with long hair and a beard and sing all about peace and love and everyone get together all over the world. It's like, you know, you're already asleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. But even if I saw that, even I believe that 100%, but there's no dramatic irony there. Right, see? exactly. And, you know, I'm, you, that's not saying that, that what I do isn't honest because it's 100% honest. But where I'm coming from is from the point of view of Jason Voorhees. So in other words, having played Jason Voorhees, I write songs, Machete is my friend, Sink or Swim, Jason Never Dies, okay? Um, these kind of songs, uh, Voorhees is the name, you know, all right, these right, kind yeah. of songs. And what I thought was really so, cool, yeah. I was looking at the instrument you're playing, you're playing a Roland Axe Edge uh, guitar synthesizer, I thought. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it's really, really, it's like, it's like you got a big machete right there is what it kind of looks like when you're playing that. You Bro, know, playing a, that heavy metal guitar, I've got it hooked up to a metal zone pedal and going through a sans amp. So it's like playing thunder, okay? And as a matter of fact, First Jason is now a trio because I can play all the bass stuff. Eddie Machete, our virtuoso guitar player, has all that. And bass amp, our drummer, who's like a punk comedy horror guy, you know, it's, it's streamlined and it's a lot of fun. And I get to kind of show off that I can play bass and lead or bass and rhythm and sing at the same time okay? yeah it was, it was definitely very very cool i don't think i've seen anyone showcase that instrument like you have and that that's super cool so i wanted to Thank talk you, about bro. the. you uh, don't use tracks you know no tracks it's it's a rock and roll show and if you listen to what i'm doing on the guitar i kind of drew upon the way lemmy plays the bass you know in motorhead because he uses those wonderful um, fourths and fifths a lot. He doesn't always just play a single note. Right. And I love that low end stuff. And then, yeah, the metal zone pedal adds a lot. Excellent. Yeah. So, so the first track I wanted to talk a little about, we're going to play it here in a minute, is uh, Scapegoat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The Scapegoat, thank you so much. We just finished um, the video for the Scapegoat. And the mix we're doing actually is going to have Spencer Charnas in it. Um, the Scapegoat was just a song that appeared all at once. I remember this. It was like on a full moon night. And it was in a response to all of the things that were going on after the George Floyd murder and the response to that and the way the country was feeling. Um, now, I'm particularly not one to, to, to take political issues and, you know, um, 
you like kind of try soapbox to, about you know, yeah. No, no, no. I, I and I certainly what I'm looking for is to unify people. Right. And to make everybody understand and and well the idea of the scapegoat as it says in the song it comes from Leviticus the entire um children of Israel would come and lay their hands on the scapegoat and thereby be expiated of sin for that year. The scapegoat would be then sent into the desert and fed to the demon Azazel. This is the only direct mention of a demon in Torah. So it's very significant. But I also found that people from many different religions related to this story. Now, so there I am saying I don't want to be religious or political. But what I'm really trying to do is to say what it says is lay your hands upon me, look into my eyes, you know, um, uh, kneel down upon my neck. Okay. Put your hands around my throat. I am the scapegoat. So it's obviously it's like one of those references of of self-sacrifice. So maybe what I'm trying to say, too, and you can see it in the video, the animation video. Now, the new video that's coming out is going to be absolutely mind bar and it's going to really rocket this song to a lot of people's hearts. But this this animation video, which is done by Bobby Wells, who's a student out of Baltimore, a young student who's amazing. He goes as Pesteratus on Instagram and everybody should, should say great things to him. But yeah, it's like the scapegoat is walking through the city, Rob, and he's absorbing the negative energy. He's absorbing that negative energy upon himself and then going out into the desert, you know, Excellent. to face, you know. The Excellent. Excellent. I really like the track. I really like the video. So we're going to play it here quick and we'll be right back with uh, Argy Lehman on top Aaron of the shall take the two he goats and let them stand before the Lord. Entrance of the tent of meeting, and he shall place lots upon the two doors. One part for the Lord, and the other part for Azazel. Aaron shall bring forward the goat, designated by lot for the Lord. Which he is to offer as a sin offering, while the goat designated by lot for as a sin offering. 
Here on talking about rock with Ari Lehman. Just watch the uh, video for Scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. You know, ah. a lot of folks have been doing the animated stuff lately for for videos, oh, yeah. and, and it's really neat. Really, definitely neat. Well, you talked about it a little bit. And I wanted to kind of revisit it a little bit. You talked a little bit about Motorhead and stuff, and some of the other bands. What what other other bands were were, were influencing you, like on the metal side of things? Well. My gosh, it's it's uh, when I started. Okay, Jimi Hendrix was a huge influence on me. Uh, Frank Zappa was a huge influence on me. Now I was totally into Prague, so yes, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Okay, obviously anybody who listens to me, you hear the John Lord Deep Purple influence. Definitely. Um, yep. I think that that's very present in. In first Jason, um, I it just always appealed to me their Deep Purple's approach to metal, and you know I just love their songs. But as you said, also um, Motorhead. Um, but then again, you know um, when I really got back into it, I I I started digging on all kinds of different bands. You know, um, you know. Uh, from 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 heavier side or even from a more punk side you know there's so many different things that i'll listen to i mean my gosh nowadays i'm listening to bands like monochromatic black i don't know if you've heard them they're yeah. from they're from up in in uh, long island man do you know them no i don't know it's, them it's but an amazing them, yeah. band i've heard of so them, yeah. and you know so now i mean i'll admit i'm being influenced by like okay we just played at the carolina chainsaw massacre and I saw Incantation, and that totally blew my mind. So in as much as our original ideas, sure, I drew upon everything from Misfits, Danzig, you know, the, right. the, the, of course, Ozzy, you know. Um, I would say it's, it's, I lean towards a heavier darker sound than say alice cooper vibe or kiss vibe right you know right. they're um, just more rock and roll but they got the shock quality but it's not it's not a heavy heavy under heavy you know thudding undertone yeah, their songs are amazing and all, all the bands you know i i mean my gosh we're just you know just blessed by so many great great definitely, artists definitely. there's so much you music know, going henry on. rollins band henry rollins band i always i always loved they're uh kind of funky and rock and metal and his vocal approach i always felt was so ballsy rollins band you know right yep. So. yep there's so much cool music going on now there's so many new bands coming out all the time it's 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 amazing but i wanted to kind of so switch typo up. negative would be one yeah um 
because of the keyboards and also because of the, uh, you know, the subject matter, you know, but, uh, you know, I even got to meet Peter Steele um, in the past, which was, nice. uh, which was amazing. It was like, hi up there, Peter, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> he was like a giant, very, very friendly person, but also very morose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very upbeat and like, hey, how you doing? Right, right. But, I know when we met, we were chatting, we were just like just chatting away. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the, very the next nice thing person. I want to yeah. Next thing I want to talk about a little bit is uh, the next track here, uh print uh price of peace. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the idea behind that? Oh yeah, the price of peace again, that came a bit earlier during the quarantine. So I think there's a lot of great music that's been written during the quarantine. Um I was walking my dog, literally, and that melody just came to me. And um, I started thinking about, again, what was going on in the country. And I wanted, uh, I wanted to say something about it without, you know, pointing fingers or so, you know, um, Babylon boasts that it's making a killing. See, you can even tell my reggae roots in that. Right. And I yeah, won't lie. Exactly. Originally, and I'll tell you the confession right here on Talking About Rock. We'll tell you the confession <laughs> that The Price of Peace was originally a reggae song. That's right. It was originally Babylon boasts that it's making a killing. Bloated with blood that it brags about spilling. You know, but, it, but it's so, been reinvented for metal. Got it. Yeah. You know, Babylon boasts that it's making it, it not that different, but you know, how many times, like you look at Bad Brains, reggae, and hardcore, you know, I think that a good song can be translated into many different versions. Now, when That's we came true. up with that, yeah. that, that chorus, boom, 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 it, let me tell you, that chorus took me a while to come up with because I knew I had to take it away from that. You know, where are we going to go with that? And I was listening to a lot of harder bands and uh, I, you know, I guess um, uh, uh, I'm just happy that it came out well. And also Rob Ruccia of Uptown Recording. Okay. That's where Nonpoint records. All right. And okay. Nonpoint I guess kind of had some influence on this song because Rashid from Nonpoint was actually there when we recorded that track, the guitar player. And uh, Rob is a genius, Rob Ruccia from Uptown Recording. So yeah, we have to mention that. And that, you know, I wanted some of that, I don't know, I wouldn't call it new metal, but just to go a little darker. And, you know, with First Jason, what I like to say is, we're drawing upon all of these amazing styles and genres and, you know, unabashedly stealing ideas and bringing <laughs> it in. But sometimes people can't tell me what genre it is. Right. I think a lot of that has to do with the guitar, man, you know, cause I'm playing a guitar. It's like, I'm writing from a guitar. So. Right. right. You know. Yeah. I think it's such an amazing sound to get out of that. And I really like the tracks. So we're going to play it here real quick. And we'll be right back with Ari Lehman on Talking About Rock.
back here on talking about rock uh, Ari Lehman. Yeah. just watch the uh, video for the price of peace excellent stuff man excellent oh, stuff so you, um that yeah, so video is done by camp rattler who is an amazing team based out of scranton pennsylvania james callahan and his group of magicians that's they're amazing and uh now we've got a new live action video for the scapegoat and i can't wait for y'all to see that too That'll be very cool. We'll definitely, we'll definitely have to check that out for sure. So, what else you got coming up? I see you got dates posted all the time. You got Man, some dates we to are share so with us? fortunate. Yeah, we are. We are heading right out on tour uh, in August, and you know we're playing a bunch of great places. We're playing the Rialto Theater. We're playing at the Polish Ostrich. We're playing, uh, you know, all these great places. The the thing that's the anchor of that whole tour is. Silver Screen Con. That's in Danvers, Massachusetts. We had the honor of opening for Twisted and Ice Nine Kills at that event. And of course, there's going to be a lot of great celebs there. Kane Hodder, who played uh, Jason Voorhees in parts seven through 10, will be there. 
and we're going to do a panel together. I haven't been on a panel together with Kane in some time, and we always have a great deal of fun. Um, yeah, make sure you're at Silver Screen Con, you know, and people should uh, should check us out because you can get the seven inch vinyl of the scapegoat and the price of peace. So just come out and check out, uh, at, of course, at our merch table or at first Jason official, just ask me about it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. You guys are always so busy and I, I know you needed uh, to juggle it around a little bit. I really appreciate you taking the time and coming and being on the show today, man, and chatting with us about everything first Jason and all the stuff you got going on. It's amazing. Um, I, I Thank knew you, you were, Rob. I know, yep. I know you're out here was it a year or two ago and you're at one of the one of the haunted houses or or horror events oh or yeah something in buffalo here. there's two amazing haunted houses oh gosh I, yeah i, I, I remember the wrong, do you remember the names yeah I, they, they i'm sorry they're gonna kill me but they they escaped me for the moment but i hope right, right, right those places are awesome there's two haunts in that region and what? oh i think they, it's oh i think it's ever haunts is that's what it's called. ever haunt that's the people ever haunt are, are right there they do an amazing job what a fun haunt yeah go and check that out um absolutely tell them tell them little jason Voorhees sent you just cool. don't I go hope and, we, i hope they don't they, go they, the they bring you back there man we get to see you there too that would be excellent you know, absolutely i think there was a great cosplayer who was playing mama Voorhees, which is always something we love you know and remember check out firstjason.com calendar and if you show up and you mention talking about rock, you're going to get a free gift at the merch table and show up in costume. OK, dress like mama, dress like the camp counselors. We're going to have a lot of fun. Excellent. Excellent. This, this guy puts on a great show, folks. Don't miss out on it. Ari, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Rob. And if you folks out there have uh, questions or comments for us, please feel free to email us at talkingaboutrock at gmail.com. Please like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, for this interview with this awesome dude and some other guys as well, we're on YouTube and all the streaming services, wherever you get your podcasts from. Ari, thank you so much, man. Thank you, bro. Ari, was a have pleasure. a good night, man. Send me that link. All right.